looking for solutions to the very obvious, glaring, maybe now flaring holes in this team's rotation. Time to start thinking well outside the box, apparently. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins, the other two teams in town that I cover. Pirates Fest gets going this weekend, and it'll do so, as I've been discussing all week long, under the cloud of management having done next to nothing to address the roster, and in fact having allowed it to lapse into something that appears like it could be worse than last year's roster. What's more, given that they've been connected to so, so, so few free agents, even the ones one might think would be in their price range, it can give off the air, and it might be the right air, that they don't really care. Or maybe they're just trying something different. A name came up yesterday in my direction that, honestly, I hadn't known or thought about very much before that. That's Domingo Herman. He is a right-handed pitcher who's 31 years old. He'd spent parts of six seasons with the Yankees, had a 4.41 ERA over that time. This past year, had 108 and two-thirds innings, that's a career high, also had, and I'm going to throw this in parenthetically, a perfect game. I know, right? But then, in early August, following an episode in which he was apparently drunk in the clubhouse, he argued with his teammates, he argued with Aaron Boone, the manager, he flipped a couch, went totally nuts, and then went into the stadium nap room while the rest of the team was getting ready for the game. That prompted the Yankees, and not without cause, to enter him into a treatment program. By the time the season ended, the Yankees attempted to outright him to the minor leagues. He refused. That made him a free agent. And what I was told was that he might be interested in coming to the Pirates. Now, I not picked up even the tiniest trace as to whether or not the Pirates would be interested in him. That, of course, would be one heck of a debate. Not just within the team, but also, you know, all of us. There'd be plenty of discussion for sure. Now, here's what's known. If the Pirates were to get him, they'd be getting somebody who is a decent starting pitcher who's got some durability to him. And of course, he'd be better than 90% of what they have now, which is next to nobody. That said, the amount of homework they'd have to do, the amount of verification, the amount of convincing that it'd take on the part of the athlete to ensure that this doesn't backfire on them in the worst way, that's a big, big bunch of baggage. It really is. And for what? And for what? You'd be getting somebody who was pretty good. And you'd be getting them on the wrong side of 30, and you'd be getting them right after another organization just said, get lost. And I have no problems whatsoever with second chances. In fact, I happen to believe firmly in them. Not that I'd ever want Felipe Vasquez back. That's a little different. But when you're talking about 
substance abuse, when you're talking about, presuming if you're talking about, in Herman's case, isolated instances, then you can assign them as being exactly that. Without infinitely more knowledge than what I've got right now, you know, this is a tough call. This is a really, really tough call. It might be exactly that even once the pirates would have all the information that they'd want or need. What this reminds me, though, of in general, more than anything, is why did it have to get to this point? Why did it have to get to where there's Mitch Keller and fill in the blanks? And no, I'm not about to go on my standard screed about, you know what, I'm going to try to actually make it through an episode without doing that. But it's been a while now. This will be the fifth year for this management team. And you'd love to see some draft picks, international signings, even harmless or inexpensive outside acquisitions of starting pitchers who just kind of stuck, who just made it onto the roster, were handled intelligently enough that they wouldn't have to all go under the knife or half of them go under the knife. Now, now this is the kind of player, and again, I'm going to state again that I have no idea if the Pirates are interested in this player. But this is where you end up shopping. This is, this is that particular aisle. And in that capacity alone, so little has changed. I had a couple of regular listeners post outstanding commentary under where we store these episodes on our app on DK Pittsburgh Sports. And they got into all kinds of detail about position players, pitchers, how this player can be better, why they might be carrying over some of the goodness from the second half of the season, of last season, into next season, why an improved team might be at hand, even if they don't do another thing. And they made a lot of sense. I'm not Nostradamus. I'm not in a position to say the future is going to be exactly this. I have no idea any more than they do or anybody else does. But the effort was appreciated. And at the same time, they wouldn't have had to make the same effort that they did if we'd be surveying a very different scene over these past four plus years. And nobody can counter that. We were not supposed to be getting into year five and seeing arguably a lesser rotation than what was in place in year one. When we come back, J1Q. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Your front door, your car, your bike, your computer, your gun. 
Safety is a habit. Every day you lock and secure your home and everything you want to keep safe. Gun safety and responsible storage are no different and the best way to help prevent accidents, misuse, and theft. If you have a firearm, own it, respect it, and secure it. Visit ProjectChildSafe.org. Brought to you by the National Shooting Sports Foundation and the Bureau of Justice Assistance. Today's J1Q comes from Dan in the Mon Valley who says, DK, a lot of the Pirates' hope for improvement would depend on O'Neill Cruz bouncing back. And all I can say is, do you remember Rennie Stennett? He was never the same player after the gruesome leg injury. I remember Mr. Stennett, Dan, in in ways that are different than most. When I was a very young child, he was my favorite player. It wasn't the biggest names or even the biggest bats. It wasn't Willie Stargell, Dave Parker, uh, all the other big names from the lumber company. It was Mr. Stennett. The reason I'm referring to him as Mr. Sennett, for anyone who wouldn't know, is that he passed not so long ago. I was blessed, and I mean blessed, to have been able to meet the man shortly before his passing and was able to share with him my recollections of him as a child and how much he meant to me as a child and my love for baseball. So, yes, I definitely remember Mr. Sennett. I also remember that... When he was hurt in the middle of a season, he and Parker were tied for the best batting average in the National League. They were in a virtual dead heat for the title. Both of them, if memory serves, hitting 336. That's how good he was. And then, of course, there was the play at second base where his spikes planted into the dirt. And the leg went a certain way that it shouldn't. And yes, you're right. He came back. There had been some doubts that he would come back. He came back and he became a valuable bench contributor to the 1979 World Championship that, of course, remains the franchise's last. Now, I say all that and I'll notice that you didn't mention Jason Kendall whose leg injury on that one unfortunate 4th of July day at Three Rivers Stadium was so gruesome that uh, I'm not even going to describe it. Let's just say that his foot and his leg had gone their separate ways. But the kid came back, and he came back to have a long and full major league career, including with lots and lots and lots of additional work behind the plate the one position at which you'd figure he wouldn't have been able to pull that off. Mr. Stennett's injury was a half century ago. And as such, one would have to presume that medicine hasn't advanced at all in that time to try to equate what happened with Cruz with what happened with Mr. Stennett. As you and I are having this conversation right now, Cruz is playing baseball, and he's doing so with a mutual understanding between himself and the team that he'll be able to do so in a 100% capacity at the position at which he's been raised, meaning shortstop. Until there's anything at all 
to alter that outlook, I'm not willing to entertain it myself. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. And if you're coming down to Pirates Fest downtown over the weekend, be sure to stop over at DK Pittsburgh Sports Headquarters as well. We're on 224 Fifth Avenue. No more than a... Wow, what would that even be? A five, six-minute walk from the convention center? You can do it. You can do it. Come over. I'll talk to everybody again on Monday. Monday.